What's up, tea drinkers? Who's ready to spill? Welcome to The Tea with KG, hosted by your girl, Kaylee Grace. Here you'll find your weekly boost of real talk mixed with laughter, healing, and all of those vulnerable, messy moments in between. The Tea with KG is a safe space for you to show up exactly as you are. We are here to share real-life stories from around the globe and be a community of love, joy, and celebrating life. This is a real deal show, so there will be coarse language and sensitive topics discussed. The most beautiful stories oftentimes emerge from the darkest of places, and we're here to explore it all. There's room for everyone at this tea time, so grab your drink of choice, spark it up, or just relax and soak it up. Cheers, and let's spill. What's up, tea drinkers? We are back with another episode of The Tea with KG. I'm your host, Kaylee Grace, and today we have an extra sparkly episode with one of my favorite sparkly queens. Amy Burns is in the house, and I just have one thing to say. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) So if you haven't guessed it by the title of this episode, we are going to be talking about the Barbie movie today. We're also going to be talking about all things Barbie. I mean, this was our youth. This is our nostalgia. This is a huge part of our growing up. So I'm so excited to get into this topic. And Amy and I, we love pop culture. Like we talk about this kind of stuff all the time for fun. And every time we see like a reel or something on Instagram that brings us back to our childhood, we always send it. We're like, oh my God, look at this Barbie or look at this toy. Did you have this? So it's always so much fun. I love it. I still like, I'll still go to the store and look at things. I'll be like, I want to buy this now. Yeah, I'm tempted. I haven't been into a toy store since the Barbie movie came out. But I think if I did go in, I would buy a Barbie. I don't think I'd be able like to not. <laughs> I went to Justin. I was like, right after I watched the movie, I was like, hey, I'm going to go find a Barbie and then you can find a toy you want. And then we just <laughs> never did it. And I'm like, we're still doing that. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> I think I like the cowboy outfit she has on. Like that one I really like. That was my favorite. And yes. she... I know we're, we're going to probably go into more detail, but she is like the epitome of what I think Barbie would look like. Thank you. I agree. And yes, we're definitely going to touch on that because she was not the first to be cast as Barbie. And the other ones, I was like, I would have rioted. Not that they're not amazing. They're great actresses in their own way, but they're not Barbie. They're never going to be Barbie. I'm like, you can't do that. Like, so I'm so happy it was her. She's so versatile. Like, she's incredible. She is. I love her. Oh, we love some Margot Robbie. So we're going to start and we're going to do just some stats just for fun. So spoilers are going to happen. If you have not seen the movie and you don't want spoilers, exit this episode now, come back later. Or if you want spoilers, stick around. Or if you've seen it and you just want to rave with us, stick around. So this, I, I have to bring it up first. Woman director, you gotta love it, Greta Gerwig. Okay, this is the thing I wanted to tell you before we recorded, but I wanted your reaction. You watched The Mindy Project, right? Yeah. Do you remember her? She was Sarah. She was Dan, yes! Oh my God, if you're not watching, you're listening, Amy's jaw just dropped. You gotta gotta look, go Google it because- I love The Mindy Project. Oh, same, The Mindy Project. And it's hilarious because Rhea Perlman, who plays Ruth, yep. founder, the co-founder of Mattel and the creator of Barbie, she was on the Mindy Project. She was Danny's ma. So it was just like so much connection there. I loved it. Wow. I didn't know. 
right? Because I kept seeing her face and I was like, I know this face. I'm like, why do I know this face? And then it all clicked. I think I heard her speak. And as soon as I, I was like, oh my God, I was like, it's Sarah from the Minty Project. Oh, I didn't know that. I would have never clued into that. I feel like I'm really weird with stuff like that. Like I always can pick up people like Max, I always send to her like on Sex in the City, like I'll see some small actors who just had like not huge roles on the show and I'll see them in other things or I'll see them on stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the the guy that taught Charlotte tap dancing. Like he was in an episode of, and just like that. And I was like, oh my God, they cast him again. So I'm weird with stuff like that. <laughs> Fun. See, I yes. would have never known you didn't tell me. Right? And I knew you'd be excited about it. So I was like, I'm going to wait till we're recording and then I'll tell her. So director Greta Gerwig. And this is the thing Amy and I were like, we're celebrating the shit out of this. This movie right now, I'm sure it's, it may, it's probably changed even since I looked up the stats, but 1.3 billion worldwide is what this movie has grossed. And it only came out in what, July? Yeah. Isn't that wild. amazing? Wild. I'm so excited. Me too. Like, I'm still like in awe over it. I actually found some other stats on it. So right now it says it's the second highest grossing film of 2023. It's behind the Super Mario Brothers, but I don't think it's going to stay like that. I think it's going to surpass it for sure. That me. I know. I think like, because it's still in the theaters. I'm like, they still got time. I really don't see. I love that movie. Don't get me wrong, but I can't see it staying at the top just given this movie's popularity just everything and for all ages like everyone loves this movie did you see like there was some tiktoks of like grandmothers like that were really old going to watch it and they had their pink on i love that <laughs> oh my god that's what other thing i love too is like everyone got into it all the barbies and kens were bringing their best outfits and it didn't matter like some were amazing and like fancy but some were just wearing their pink sweats i was like it doesn't matter what you wear as long as you're rocking your pink yeah, we had to wear pink, but you couldn't get in if you didn't wear it. No, that should have been like an actual thing. <laughs> you need to wear your pink. <laughs> so the other stats about this with the money, it is the highest grossing film directed solely by a woman. Shout out for that. And it's the highest grossing film by Warner Brothers. And it's the 17th highest grossing film of all time. But again, I think it's going to change. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is. I love I it. I believe it. Yeah. I think too, cause like this movie for me was like, it was the perfect combination of like color and camp and comedy, but also important things. And I, I don't want to say it wasn't cheesy to me, but there were certain aspects in it where it's like, they had to go that route of the ultimate camp because it just makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. They had to. The colors to me, that's, I was obsessed with the colors. I was like, this movie's making me so happy. And I heard too, I don't know, you may mention this, but I heard too that so many people were so happy filming it because of all the colors. Oh, it was just great. I loved it. Gave it gave me goosebumps. I felt the same. And like Amy and I love our aesthetics. Like we love when things are pretty and pleasing because it's soothing or it makes you feel, feel different things, right? So I literally same, like that was one of my first things where I was like, it's just so colorful and it's happy colors. But I love hearing that the crew and cast felt the same. That's amazing. Yeah. I, and I don't know, because I always thought blue was supposed to be like a calming color. Mm -hmm. But one of the, and the thing that I read, I don't know how true it is, but 
it was saying that pink is supposed to make you really calm and happy too. So uh, no sense. wonder those are my two favorite colors. That's makes that. sense. <laughs> I love that. So of course, this movie had an all-star cast. There was, of course, Margot Robbie as stereotypical Barbie. We had Ryan Gosling as Beach Ken. He wasn't stereotypical Ken. He was Beach Ken. I mean, I guess we knew that, but I just would have assumed he was the stereotypical Ken to go with Barbie. But there was a stereotypical Ken. It was Scott Evans. I didn't realize, of course, Chris Evans' brother. I was like, oh, <laughs> right. Wait, there's so many connections yeah i wouldn't have known without looking at it i'm gonna be on my phone the whole time like <laughs> i would too i'm like gotta google it now need to see it and of course we had america ferrera kate mckinnon Issa ray rhea perlman will ferrell literally the list could go on with the cast go look it up if you haven't because the cast is to die for and i love too that it was such a diversified cast because barbie's not supposed to look like just one thing i love that too i really mm -hmm. liked it I was going to say too, whenever you were talking about Ryan Gosling, like when I found out he was going to be Ken, I was like, I cannot picture him as Ken. I don't know why I wasn't thinking that he would be a good Ken. And I loved him as Ken. Oh, same. And you know what I find so funny is um, like the videos that are popping up now, of course, of him as a kid in like dance and it's in like yeah. a dance show and he's got like the parachute pants and the purple on and he's like just giving her and I'm like, there's our Ken. He's been Ken That's since he started. was that old. <laughs> how it started, how it's going. I forgot. I had. I always wore like a Mrs. Gosling shirt. Don't know why, because I wasn't even a big fan of him. And I'm like, I need to bring it back out again. Yes, you do. Oh, you want to know something else I saw that was so cute? It was an interview, like when it must have been the premiere, because like all of the cast was there. And he had like a necklace on and it was the Barbie font, but it was a E for Ava, for his wife, rather than a B. And I was like, that is the cutest I thing. It. I just love it. I love it too. And there are, I'm sorry, I'm way off, but like there are a couple that I didn't expect would be together. So me neither. So thanks to Google. This is all thanks to the Google. This film was actually announced in September of 2009. Can you believe that? That's when it was announced. However, but it also this is putting in perspective, like how long things in the entertainment industry actually can take like everyone I feel like we consume it and we're like, Oh, that can't be that hard. But these people work like 18 hour days like it's not a walk in the park like they're performing they're putting their body through all of that and plus working those long hours for that length of time like i can't imagine and creating those sets and everything that must have that would take forever i can't yeah, imagine totally and it's like it's a team effort the writing like you said the building of the sets the production the cast it's not just about the performers that like the actors or dancers or whoever that you see on the screen it's like a whole team was behind this. I have so much respect for that because it's just, it's fascinating to me to see how something comes together from a script. Like, it's crazy. It's so true. Yeah. So development began in 2014, April 2014. So quite a few years later. And there was a lot of writer and director changes from what I researched. And also, like we said earlier, the casting of Barbie. So I'm going to tell you the actresses that were there first. And again, I love these actresses. They're all incredible in their own way. But for me personally, they're just not Barbie. So the first one was Amy Schumer. She mm -hmm. is never going to be Barbie for me. Like she's hilarious. It would have been a different film altogether. Yeah, too. It was going to be a totally different film. Yeah. And then after Amy Schumer, it was Anne Hathaway. Again, she's great, but she's just not Barbie for me. Yeah, me either. Right? 
And then Gal Gadot, so she plays, I hope I'm saying her name right. She plays Wonder Woman. She's incredible. Like she's fierce queen too. And the only reason she couldn't do it was scheduling conflicts. But I'm like, you know what? Amy and I say this stuff all the time. Rejection is redirection or the universe always has a plan. And it knew Margot Robbie was the only Barbie. (laughs) Yes. I can't picture Barbie either. Like Gal. No, right? And it's, it's again, it's not to take away from any of these people. No. It's just, you know, they, they could have been a Barbie, but not yeah. stereotypical Barbie. Yes. And Greta Gerwig was actually not the first to be in the director's seat either. It was 2020 when she was announced as director and co-writer with Noah Baumbach. I hope I'm saying that right. Apologies if I'm not. So yeah, it was just 2020 that that kind of got solidified. And then filming took place at Warner Brothers Studios, actually in England, that they filmed a lot of this. And then, of course, they filmed on Venice Beach Skate Park in L.A. So there's a little Uh director location breakdown for you. All the info we didn't know. (laughs) Right? All the things you need to know. I feel like I love learning this stuff about movies, so I hope uh, people enjoy that info. Okay, so we're going to get into the movie now. We're going to throw in lots of cool stuff as we go. But as you all know, Margot Robbie is stereotypical Barbie. Ken is beach Ken. They are quote unquote boyfriend, girlfriend in this movie. One thing that you'll note as soon as the movie starts is it's a matriarchal society. So it's run by women, which I'm here for. I love that. Me too. I was so upset. Actually, I have this that really pissed me off they put us in so there was two barbie movies playing at the same time well one was half an hour earlier than the other and they put us in the one that was half an hour earlier and you know how you have to buy your seats so Mm -hmm. i missed the first like 10 minutes what when i I got in to the theater like it was a good like i saw whenever she was meeting weird barbie is it weird oh yes kate mckinnon yes I, so I got there like at a good, but I missed the first and I was so upset because okay. I was into the other theater, but then I was like, I don't know if somebody's in the seats that I have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that makes me so upset. Well, I'll give it to you. I'll oh. let you know. Cause the first part there's like, I was laughing my ass off at the first scene. I thought it was so funny. So, okay. I'm glad I wrote this down with the plot now. So the opening, of course, we've got Helen Mirren as the narrator, also iconic. And the opening, it's like these little girls playing with baby dolls and it's saying, and the little girls are the cutest. So they're playing with baby dolls. And again, I'm making this very paraphrased. I'm sure I'll miss things as I explain it, but it was basically saying how the only toys for girls like were baby dolls. So it implied being a mother. There was nothing else you could do with a baby doll, but baby it and be a mom. So then that's when Barbie comes into play and they were like, we want little girls to have a toy that doesn't mean she has to be a mom, but she has a job. She does this. Like we all know there's a ton of different Barbies that exist, right? So that's the scene that I know everybody saw from the trailer where the giant Margot Robbie comes in as like the OG original Barbie with that black and white bathing suit on and the glasses and the hairstyle. Yes, and actually at the later on in the episode I found some Easter eggs. We'll go through them, but there is some Easter eggs about that scene that like it relates to another movie. I don't want to get too far into that just yet, but we will be doing some Easter eggs as we go on. Anyway, so then when the giant Barbie comes in, this is the funny part. The little girls are and it's got like this dramatic music. The little girls are looking at the big Barbie like, "Whoa." And then they all start smashing their baby dolls and it's the funniest For shit. Sure. 
<laughs> Why did I miss that? I'm gonna well, I'm gonna watch it again, so I'll I'll be able to relive it. <laughs> oh, I need you to give me your reaction because like I was l- genuinely like laughing out loud. It was just so funny because like they put the dramatics up, and the little girls are just fucking giving her just smashing these baby dolls. <laughs> oh my god it was so funny but yeah so that was the opening i'm trying i can't remember okay did you see the scene where she wakes up in the morning and that lizzo song is playing and i missed the dance scene (gasps) like i've seen parts of it from like tiktok and stuff but i'm like i miss so many good things oh my god okay i'm gonna let you have it okay so I'm trying to, th- I don't, again, nobody come for me if I don't get this in the right <laughs> order. Cause we all like Amy, I saw this once. So I, I have okay. to remember myself. <laughs> We're but, we'll know everything. <laughs> yeah. We, I wish I could watch it at the same time. That would be fun. But yeah, it shows, it has that Lizzo song playing. It's like, Hey Barbie. And it's like a bit loving pink and it's such a fun song, but it's hilarious. Like it sounds so cheesy, but it's funny. Like when you really listen to it. And it just shows Barbie waking up, everything's perfect. She has her fake toothbrush, her fake toothpaste, pretends to brush her teeth, shower, but no water comes out. Like just everything's perfect. And she comes out of her house and I loved this. This was such a good attention to detail. She doesn't walk down to her car. She floats down because think about it. When we played Barbies, they didn't, we didn't always make them actually. We just put it in the car. So yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I love that part. So everything's happy and everyone's like, hi, Barbie. Like it's all of that. And then I'm trying to think what happens. Well, with the dance scene, that was iconic. I think a lot of people have seen that where uh, Ken clear. Did you see the thing where Ken's like, cause we're girlfriend, boyfriend when he wanted to stay yeah. over. Okay. Okay. I feel like I'm screwed up from TikToks and the movie. So I'm like, I know I've seen parts of it. I just didn't yes. see it all sequence at the movie yes so like with the uh the dance sequence that i loved that it just like so funny and ken just so clearly just wants barbie to love him and she's just like having the time of her life like i don't need no man and i love that i think that's such a good message because i don't feel well when we grew up it was never the message like it was the opposite (laughs) yeah it was like you need to do everything and change yourself and do everything to make this guy like you it's like actually how about no (laughs) how about no scott yeah but yeah so then the girlfriend boyfriend thing he's like i thought i'd stay over tonight and she's like why like for what and he's like because we're girlfriend boyfriend and she's like and what will we do and he's like i'm actually not sure but then after i loved this and she said well it's girls night and it's girls night every night and so like it just shows her just so about her friends and about the activities and not really giving him the time of day to be honest oh poor ken I know, right? You got to feel a little bad because it's like, okay, Barbie, just tell him how you feel. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the songs. Like, I'm just Ken because I love okay. that song so much. I loved it. Me too. And it's weird because I didn't think, I don't know, because I heard little pieces of it and I was like, I don't know. And then when I heard it in the movie, I was like, this is a good song. Okay, yeah. Like, I didn't let myself look at too much before I watched it. Cause, like, I didn't want to ruin it for myself and I wanted to have the full experience. It was really hard. Like, when I heard about America Ferreira's speech and how, like, iconic it was, it took everything in me to not go listen to it. But I was like, no, I want to feel the feels. I know I'm going to cry, so I'm going to wait. So it was the same with that song. Like, I heard a little bit of it and then I was like, no, no, just wait. And that's another thing I love about the I'm Just Ken song. I have it on my Spotify. I don't even want to say how many times I listen to it. I'm driving listening to it like it's it's a lot 
I never it's, thought of that. And you know what? It's on the Billboard charts now. I'm like, go Ryan Gosling. You have a song on the Billboard Top 100. Like what? I love that. Yes, I do too. And that's another example of like some without context would be like, that's so cheesy. That's so whatever. But I'm like, with context, it just makes so much sense. And like when all the other Kens come in too, and he's like, I'm just Ken. And they go, and so am I. (laughs) And I loved how they were all just Kens. Like, yes. And I loved like, the rivalry between some of the Kens and like, it was just so typical and all the Barbies, there was no rivalry there. But interesting enough, weird Barbie. It's Oh, wow, I'm having like a light bulb moment. It's interesting how the Kens in the movie had rivalry, but it was very alpha male, very the way they wanted to handle it was by like, well, they were like, I'm gonna beat you up. But like, you know what I mean? Like, they wanted to fight. Whereas the Barbies, they were talking shit. They were doing like the typical things girls would do like about yeah. weird Barbie, like talking shit yeah. or like Midge, the pregnant one. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's, I didn't really think of it like that till right now. I was like, oh, they really did play up those stereotypical like male, female dynamics I, that aren't necessarily healthy. Yeah, I didn't think of it either. Yeah, love it. And of course I love the Nicki Minaj Ice Spice Aqua song. Oh my God, I have to tell everybody, Amy and I actually saw Aqua, like the OG Barbie song band. We saw them in concert, I think it was 2018. It was so much fun. Oh my God, so fun. People were like, where are you? Because before the concert, they played like a bunch of old songs and it was like Lou Bega. Yes. And they're like, where are you at a Lou Bega concert? And I'm like, nope, even better. Next Aqua. best thing. <laughs> yeah. Aqua and Prozac. Oh my God, right? That was such a good night. That was so fun. I like wore my Barbie shirt to that too. Any chance to be nostalgic, I'm going to do it. Um, and I wore my Britney shirt. <laughs> yes, we were bringing it. Bring us the nostalgia all day, every day. So, okay, Amy, you said you missed the dance scene. Did you see when she's like, do you guys ever think about dying? Did you see that yeah. part? I seen it, but again, from TikTok. So I pretty much watched oh. the movie on TikTok before yes. I watched the movie. So. Yes, I've seen it. Just not all together. Okay, well, that's perfect, though, that at least you can put it together, because I would be so upset if I walked in that theater and missed it. I'd be like, no, no, no. (laughs) I was like, I was pissed. I was like, I'm going to the other one, like the other theater. And they're like, well, you can't because your seats are already picked. And I'm like, anyways. Aw, that's that's their fault. They should have been better. So again, I'm not sure if this is exactly the order, but after the dance party, after the dying quote, all the things, Barbie wakes up the next day and things are not perfect. She tries to brush her teeth. She tries to shower and it's like, it's cold. Like her breakfast burns, like everything is not perfect. And she all of a sudden is like thinking about cellulite. She has bad breath. She's got the flat feet like and all the Barbies she's trying to hide it she's trying to pretend like she doesn't have the flat feet and then when she shows the Barbies everyone's like flat feet like freaking out and then that's where she goes to see weird Barbie so I feel like this is where we come back in and they were like well you have to go see weird Barbie like she's the outcast she knows everything she'll know what to do I loved I loved weird Barbie she was like one of my favorites because I was like we all had a Barbie like that that we cut the hair yeah like marked on it with marker and it was all screwed up I loved it I loved her oh me too she was one of my favorites I was it just again just like you said we all had the weird Barbie who smelled like a basement and had the oh my god I literally think I had a Barbie with the same haircut like I definitely took the scissors 
to her hair. She's a haircut. Oh, uh, and she was just so funny that she was like always in the splits because like it gave me flashbacks to like my bin of Barbies and you know, half them were in the splits. Yeah. Oh, I loved them. Oh, I did too. It was just so good. And like, I also loved seeing the discontinued Barbies were also outcasts with weird Barbie. I was like, oh my God. You know what else? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to bring up stuff as I think of it. I had, I told you I had like a rollerblading Barbie. And as I've been like looking at stuff, I had the one that it was like a cigarette lighter thing. Like they lit up and that got discontinued. But why would they think that was a good idea to give those to kids? I remember that one too. I didn't own it, but I think my cousin did. And I was thinking like, oh my God, this is dangerous. I loved it. I was like, yeah, (laughs) let's make it go brighter. (laughs) (laughs) She's cruising. She's cruising. (laughs) Oh, I thought that was so funny. Cause like when I kept seeing like the what they wear for their rollerblading scenes. I thought that was the one I had, but then when I looked her up, I was like, oh no, no, I had this one. <laughs> I love it, little lighters. Oh my God, like I didn't even know that. I I, I didn't know that, that it was discontinued. Again, I feel like I go down these rabbit holes all the time where I look up stuff and then I'm like, how did I get here? How did I find this? Well, what was, do you have, you might have the information on this one, the, the TV Barbie, like the one with the TV in her stomach and people were thinking it was like someone was spying on them. Oh, I read about her being discontinued, but I don't remember the details. I don't know what it was, but I did read that too. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember this Barbie. So many toys that were awesome from our youth getting discontinued. What's that? (laughs) A lot more probably should have. I know, right? I feel like us 90s kids were guinea pigs for a lot of things. Stereotypical Barbie. She goes and sees Weird Barbie. Weird Barbie gives her all the information. I love Weird Barbie too, how she's like the oracle. She's like the wise one that knows all the things. And I love the part where she she holds up the pretty pink heel and was it a Birkenstock? The other shoe. (laughs) And Barbie immediately is like, no, the high heel. No, no, no. Like, I don't want that. Give me the heel. (laughs) It's crazy how much product, like they must've spent so much money or like for everything like mm-hmm. and like seeing ha- did you see like videos and stuff of like them in front of like big barbie pools and stuff yeah like, that was so much money oh my god right and like that's it like product placement depending what it is can cost you a pretty penny that's for sure but then i feel like stores started to like have all these barbies so it made i feel like it made it money for the for everybody like the whole economy oh. Yes, Barbie helped the economy huge. Yeah. Like as okay, I I marketing, I just love it cuz it's just I love psychology, so I think that's why I love these kinds of things. But also in business, like this was one of the most genius movies to make. Like think about the Halloween costume, Spirit Halloween. I want to go just so I can have that outfit. Like I, I love it. <laughs> you need it. Right? And I was looking, I was like, which one would I choose? And I, it has to be the cowboy one. I do like the rollerblade too, but the cowboy one is just so pretty. <laughs> when she was wearing that, I was just like, my jaw was, I was like, oh my God, she looks stunning. And I love that outfit. And it's funny because it's just like, it's an odd outfit, but it looked so good. Oh, so hot. And the Ken one too. His looks so good too. I was so here for it. it so good. Okay, so 
Weird Barbie tells stereotypical Barbie that she needs to go to the real world and find the child playing with her because that's why she's having the thoughts about dying, the cellulite, the flat feet, all of the things. So I guess that's what the mystical magical thing is to do is go find the child playing with you, figure out what's going on, and that will be the cure. So that begins the start of Barbie's journey out to the real world. And little does she know. Ken is hiding in her back seat. He's come with her and he brought his rollerblades. <laughs> Sparks and all. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, side note. So <laughs> my partner and I have been talking about rollerblading because a lot of people rollerblade around here. And I haven't rollerbladed since I was like the kid. So I don't know where my skills lie with this. Like I would need to practice for sure. So of course, my phone is listening to me because it does that. And on my newsfeed, what pops up? You can buy the Barbie rollerblades. Like, are you getting yellow. them? I'm so tempted, but I'm like, is this just a waste of your money? Are you going to use these? <laughs> but they it's even so have fun. the socks. They have cute Barbie socks and the yellow rollerblades with the pink. And they, they have like the whole shabam, like the, what are they called? The knee pads and elbow pads and everything. <laughs> That'd be so fun. I would love to rollerblade, but I feel like I wouldn't know how to stop. And then I'd be hurt. It's myself. on the back. It's a, like skates and blades are different. I've never been on the skates, but that's on the front. That freaks me out. Blades, I like that it's on the back because you just put your foot back. If I had to go forward, I don't know if I would do well with that. <laughs> I've sprained my ankle for the 10th time. Yeah. So yeah, anyone listening, if you want the Barbie rollerblades, you can get them. They're like they're a little expensive, of course, though, as they would be. But if you're a rollerblader and you love them, you can get them. Yeah. yeah. So they go to the Venice Beach portal. Also, I'm so freaking excited. I'm going to LA in October. And I'm like, I just need to go there and just be amongst Absolutely. it. And be like, Barbie was here. Let's go to Barbie land. <laughs> you're going to have so much fun. I know. It's going to be such a bucket list trip. Like, I can't wait. My inner child is screaming. So. I'm very, very excited. We won't derail this conversation to talk about that because we could and we would, but we won't. <laughs> okay, so Barbie and Ken, they get to the real world and it is not anything like Barbie Land. Did you love that Barbie Land was so colorful and fun? And then the real world, the the way they shot it, it felt dark. I felt the change, yeah. like, yeah. right? I didn't like it either. And I <sighs> felt like she was like gonna hate it. like. You know what I mean? It was so totally different from where she was coming from. So I felt like it, I like that they did it like that. Me too. It gave the audience such a shift. Like you felt the difference between the magic and the plastic and the fun to, oh shit, this is real. Shit's going down. Like it just felt so right. And I like yeah. too that like, it's not simple, but I'll say a simple thing like changing that can transform your audience to a totally different place. Like that's powerful. That's movie magic, man. Yeah, it is. You know, you did a good job when you feel a shift from that. Oh, 100%. So Barbie, Ken, they're doing their thing. They get arrested so many times. I don't even know how many times they got arrested, but they do. And oh, actually too, I just thought of this. You know, when they're rollerblading and a guy gropes Barbie and she punches him as she should? Yeah. I don't like I didn't remember like I knew Ken was kind of like scared but I guess in a take I, I saw this just I don't know where I saw it just a random video he, Ryan Gosling let out like this really high-pitched scream like after she punched him and it was so funny and the person doing the video was like I wish they kept this in and I was like yeah that would have been hilarious because oh, I mean <laughs> if it was the other way around a girl would probably 
scream. So right. Oh. And I find yeah. that interesting too, how like in this phase of the movie, like Barbie so strong, so sure of herself, knows what she wants, but however, Ken, honestly, it feels like the gender roles got flipped a little bit compared to, well, what you, like I said, what, what we would have watched previously growing up and things like that, where it was, like I said, generally it was the woman who was unsure and not getting the love she wanted and all those things. So I thought that was really fun to see the man being more, not as fierce, not as strong, being more like timid and not sure and not getting any reciprocation and things like that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, it was cool. And again, Ryan Gosling, he just, you know what is interesting? Cause like, I remember watching him on Breaker High. Did you watch Breaker High? Yeah, I loved Breaker High. Remember Jimmy? Right? Oh my God. I loved Breaker High. It was on YTV. That's a Canadian. I don't even think that's even a thing anymore. That network or that channel. It was channel well, 19. Was, I remember I, that. Well, I think it's still a thing. It's just not <gasps> as good as it used to be. Yeah. Not what it was. Oh my God. That was such, I loved YTV. So yeah, Breaker High for anyone who doesn't know, go look it up. It was such a good show. Like they canceled it way too soon. I loved that show. So Ryan Gosling, baby Ryan Gosling is on that show and he's, his character on it is so goofy and so not cool. Not what he became as a Hollywood actor. Like, you know, the movie with Steve Carell and um, is it Emma Stone? Yeah. The yep. the crazy stupid love. He is like, oh, oh like yeah. Ryan Gosling is like what every man wants to be. Like, he's like hot. He's sure of himself. He's cool. He's all those things. And then on this show, he's totally not. So when I was watching him as Ken, it was reminding me of him on Breaker High. I was like, oh, there's the goofiness. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. See it though, now that you say it. I loved Breaker High. It was so good. So after all the arrests and everything like that, I think this is when Ken, oh, it's when they go to the school because she goes to find Sasha, who she thinks is the child. She's actually what? Would you say she's a tween? Uh, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. So she goes to find her because she thinks she's the one playing with her. So I think this is where Ryan Gosling goes to the library, right? Because I was trying to think. I was like, where do you get all this info? But it was a school library. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Barbie goes, she tries to be nice and talk to this girl, and this little girl's having none of it. She's not here for it. And oh, I forgot about the kid that tried to warn Barbie, don't talk to her, like she'll destroy <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> like, oh, uh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, this too, I don't know if this was on purpose, but I'm going to bring it up. And it was one of the Easter eggs I found too. You know, like how the Bratz dolls, obviously they'll never, I'm sorry, come for me, but they'll never compare to Barbie. Just it is what no. it is. But they, I would say would be a rival. Again, I'm saying that in air quotes. So Sasha is the name of one of the Bratz dolls. And then her friends, they, they aren't named. I went and looked because I was like, I wonder if that was on purpose. But yeah. they didn't, they're only called like, I think they're called junior high friend. Like they're not actually, they don't have a name, but they look like the other Bratz dolls. Like, yeah. Yeah. Knock into that. Mm -hmm. I love that. If that's, well, I was going to say if that's true, then that's pretty good. But either way, it's still pretty cool. I love it. Right. That. I think it is an Easter egg because it's just as too like coincidence. And also I don't think they could put those names because probably like, copyright or whatever so maybe that was a way for them to just squeeze it in there because they all hated barbie <laughs> all yeah. of them did <laughs> i never had a bratz doll i neither did i but i never had i started i think when brats were coming i was getting older same so yeah. yeah so 
my cousin had one, but I thought they were really pretty. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were pretty for sure. And that's why for me too, like that wasn't something that stuck out to me because like I didn't play with Bratz dolls, but just from all the stuff you see shared like on Instagram or wherever, I saw that pop up and I was like, what? I was like, that's so cool. It is cool. Another thing, this was really clever. And it was whenever she called Barbie a fascist and Barbie said the thing like, I don't control railways or the flow of commerce. And like, that was such a smart joke because this again, I don't think a lot of people know this. Like I had to look it up too. Cause I was like, okay, I know this is funny, but why? Like, what's all the reasoning? So yeah. Mussolini was like the first widely known fascist leader. And he was responsible for keeping the trains on schedule. So that's where that came from. I, that went right over my head. I didn't clue into that. Right? People were laughing, so I laughed. But I was like, why? What does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> so that was a fun part of the movie. So, of course, as the little child tried to warn Barbie, Sasha makes... Does she cry at this point? I'm pretty sure she makes her cry. Or she's very upset oh, yeah. anyway. She makes her cry, yeah. Yeah. So... Meanwhile, back at the Mattel headquarters, the CEO played by Will Ferrell also. I loved that. Right? Like, was so random, but so awesome. Yeah, I loved him. Oh, he's so funny. And he's so over the top, too, with his comedy. Like, I feel like they picked a really good person to play the CEO. They did. They did yeah. So meanwhile, back there. Oh, another funny thing, too. Every single person at the business table at the headquarters was a man every single person so i thought that was funny to note and again i i know why they did it it was just such a play on the comedy it's like they were taking the piss out of so many things that actually happen i think that's why it was funnier because it was like real yeah so back at headquarters will ferrell's like all right we need to capture barbie she's causing mayhem we need to put her back in the box so that's what they're trying to do meanwhile gloria that's america ferrera's character she works at mattel and like you see her like designing the cowboy Barbie look. I think there was a couple more where she had drawn them. And that's where you realize that she's the one. Well, I don't think we know she was playing with her yet, but she's the one who thought, like, you know, the cellulite, thinking about death, like that kind of thing. Is that where we find out she was the one playing with her or is it later? I don't know where we find out. I think later because we still think it's Sasha. Right. Yeah, I think it's later. Okay, so we I, we find out later, but y'all know this was spoiler central. So we find out Gloria is the one who's actually playing with Barbie. Barbie, I don't know why she goes back to the Mattel headquarters. I think before this though, Ken is seen carrying like all these books on patriarchy and horses. <laughs> and he makes his way back to Barbie land. Oh, I forgot to mention too, the way they get from Barbie land to the real world and back is so funny. Like that montage where they're in the car, then they're on the snowmobile, then they're on the sea doo like they're on all these different things. I thought that was so funny. And like Barbie again is killing it. And Ken is so tired on the bike or he's like, can't keep up. And it's just so funny. <laughs> I forgot those parts that I was forgetting until you mentioned it. And I forgot about that. Yeah. It just <laughs> popped in my head. Yeah, big long journey to get there. Yeah. And again, just so campy and colorful and so funny. So I thought that was amazing. So basically, Ken goes back to Barbie land. He educates everyone on the patriarchy and all the Kens decide they're going to take over. So like before Ken even goes back to Barbie land, though, I wanted to touch on this. It was interesting watching it when they're in the real world and 
he's walking around and like all the men and people are like respecting him and seeing him and you can see the shift happening in Ken. He's like, oh, so I'm not number two here. Like what? Yeah. So he sees all that. He gets all that experience, gets the books, goes back to Barbie land. And that's when the shift happens. So the Kens are all taking over. So the Barbies are basically taught that you need to accept this and you need to be submissive. You need to be a housewife. You need to be the girlfriend. You need to do this, this, and this. So the roles completely flip and the patriarchy has taken over Barbie land. I know, I know. That's like the worst words that could come out of anyone's mouth. <laughs> you're good at explaining this. I'd be like, and then um, what happened next? Like, you're like, you're explaining it really well. Oh, thank you. I feel like I'm all over the place. <laughs> No, it's good. Another thing I want to touch on before we go back into all that is because I think Ken and Barbie split ways when she is crying at the bus stop. Do they not? Because I feel like I remember that. And then this scene I fucking loved when she's like sobbing and she looks over to the older lady and she's like, you're beautiful. And I love the sassy old ladies. Like, I know. I'm like, yeah, she does. And you know that that was Ruth Handler's daughter. No, it's not. Debunk that not? myth. No, what? because I know. Immediately when I watched it, I assumed because I yeah. was like, there has to be a meaning to this lady. But there's act. It's not her. Oh my I god. I know. Hang on, I have it written it was down. Fake here. news on the internet. I know. Well, a lot of people did think that because, like, it would make sense, right? And I, I thought I read it, but I, I honestly. Okay. I know, because like to me too, I was like, oh my God, that would have been so iconic. However, the lady, the older lady who says, I know it's Anne Roth. She's actually an Oscar winning costume designer and she's a friend of Greta Gerwig, I guess. So, well, okay. Well, yeah. I didn't know that. I'm glad right? I was spreading that rumor. <laughs> yeah, we're myth busting here. No, but I get it because literally when I was watching, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, it has to be her. But yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't me. <laughs> I have an adder in the shower. Okay, so back to the patriarchy. We get so much humor out of this. The Mojo Dojo Casa House or whatever. That was hilarious. And what also I loved was like when things were happening in Barbie land, Mattel was making it. Like it was like, oh, they're selling out so fast or whatever. I thought that was really clever. What they did with the patriarchy, it's just these little details. And I love like how they made everything hyper masculine. Like it took it to a different place. And the movies like rocky and i didn't realize this either but that fur jacket like that whole look that beach ken or ryan gosling is going for it's all sylvester stallone who at one point was like the epitome of that hyper masculine hard body like that was the look right of hyper masculinity so i thought that was really cool how they totally flipped it that way and really amped that up this was really interesting and something i didn't know so i want to bring it in and again i don't know if some of these things are on purpose or if it's just really savvy people who noticed it but i have to think some of it has to be on purpose so again i did not know this but apparently the hyper masculine ideal was really popular when ronald reagan was president and post-Vietnam War America, like it was all about being the man's man. And I guess Ronald Reagan was known as the cowboy president. This is where stereotypical Ken Scott Evans, he's the new president for the men, right? Like I just remember seeing, and he had a cowboy outfit on, like I'm positive he had a cowboy hat on because in some of the pictures, I tried to find the scene and I couldn't find it, but I saw pictures and he did still have that. I'm positive he had a cowboy outfit on. 
And if I have to watch it again, obviously, but if he does, I just thought that was so freaking clever that to again, have that little Easter egg to show like that masculinity being so, so intense. They, they did that too. I thought that was really clever. Wow. Oh my gosh. We're learning. Right. And there's so much, like there's so much to it. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, too, we're Canadian too. So like, not that we aren't aware of the U.S. politics, but, but not as much as an American maybe would be. I feel like we know where, way more about American things than America knows about us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So really clever. Whoever was thinking of all these little details, whether it was the costume designers, the director, who knows? I, and that's something I love about, well, it depends what your atmosphere is like, but in a creative space, if it's truly creative and truly wanting the best, it's like best idea wins. So it doesn't matter who thought of it, best idea wins. Like, I think that should always be the mentality when it comes to creativity in that space, because it shouldn't be only this person can give ideas. Everyone has good ideas. Doesn't matter where you're at. Amen. Amen. Preach it. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about Alan, Michael Sarah. He killed I me. Him. He was so good. I so love funny. Superbad's one of my favorite movies. And anytime he's in anything else, I just can't think of like anything but Superbad. <laughs> I know. Superbad, I freaking love. So what I loved with Alan was the when he's trying to escape the patriarchy, that scene where he like kills everyone. <laughs> so funny because his character is so quiet and not like you know don't people don't even realize he's there yeah yeah (laughs) i loved him he was good they picked a good choice for that what was was alan he was a doll like they made to be ken's friend i think so yeah i feel like i'd have to look it up again because like i didn't have him i don't remember him i just remember ken i think it was like from the like way back because I remember seeing something that said he can wear Ken's clothes. And, and there's she- a line in the movie. He literally says, he's like, well, all his clothes fit me. So <laughs> That's funny. let's find out. Let's look. We're literally Googling. Oh, my God. His release was in 1964. Wow. You weren't wrong. And yes, it was Ken's best friend. Alan. Well, why did Aww. they? How come we never had him? Yeah. Why was he just? Let's find out. <laughs> so. Did you know he was named after the son-in-law of Mattel co-founder Ruth Handler? So that's exciting. Because she named Barbie after her daughter. So makes sense. But yeah, he's marketed. Okay. In 91, they changed the spelling of his name. There was a wedding day, Alan Dahl. What? He was marrying Barbie's friend Midge. What? And then he got her pregnant. Yes. Oh, my God. Now we know. We have debunked it. Now we know. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, Amy, here we go. 92, Alan and Midge dolls were featured in booklets holding baby twins. Oh my God, they did. I had her as a mermaid. So that's the only reason I remember her because I loved, like she had the blue outfit with the long red hair. I was like, oh, she's so pretty. So I had her. That's the only reason I remember Midge. I don't know why. I feel like I remember the little babies. Did she have two babies in her stomach and then you could take them in and out? Yes, yeah. I remember her, but I don't know if I had her. I didn't have the pregnant doll, but I remember like the commercials and stuff. Actually, it says it right here. Midge's pregnancy was so controversial that Walmart stopped selling all of the Happy Family dolls. Oh, that she and Alan were part of the Happy Family, including Ryan. Who's Ryan? Why are there so many dolls we don't know about? Ryan, the little, like one of the little, like Skipper. Oh, was he one of the little kids? I don't know. I'm just, aw. 
Okay, anyways, that's scoop we on could do, a... We could do a dive on all the old yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got Depressed Barbie. So this is where shit gets real. And I love that they brought it there. And I love that Barbie, like, did all the things that we would do. Like, when you're feeling all the feels and you're lost. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry right now. I just got goosebumps all over my body. I just thought of that song, the Billie Eilish song, like, What Was I Made For? Oh, my God, like, sobbing. And just not... Like, I don't know about everyone listening, but I know for sure I have gone through so many moments in life where I was like, what's my purpose? What am I doing here? You know, sometimes you go for something and it might not work out. And you're like, well, is that even what I'm supposed to be doing? And you can just feel so lost. And like, you don't know what you want or where you're supposed to be. And just like them showcasing that I thought was so important because relatable. It's true. I feel like the majority of people have gone through that or are going to go through that sometime in their life. So I loved yeah. it that they told you. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't all happy. It was like showing that there, like there was some real life things in it. Absolutely. And like, that's what I love is like how it started with the movie was so perfect and plastic and colorful and happy. And then it's just, it's literally like the journey of life, really. Like you, you're born, things happen. Then it shows your journey where like you go through change, you go through disrespect, you go through a little tween calling you a fascist, you go through crying because you don't know what you're doing, you go through all of the feels, all of the things. And then Barbie coming back and finding like her Ken has taken over and won't listen to her. And it's like they're treating the other Barbies like they're nothing and they're all like hypnotized or like under this spell where they they think oh no no I'm happy I want to be submissive and it's just like and again not that there's anything wrong with any of those roles like it doesn't matter if you're happy doing what you're doing give her (laughs) but just seeing those shifts and how it happened I just thought was interesting and relatable and just like when she's like throwing her hat off and she's on the floor and just like so real right I've laid on the floor crying not knowing what to do so many times (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we all have, or if you haven't, you're lying. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. And like in our journey of life too, like I think sometimes that lost feeling, it might come up more than once. It has for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And like, I loved this part where she's like sobbing and she's like, I'm not pretty anymore. And then Helen Mirren comes in with that quote and she's like, note to filmmakers, Margot Robbie is not the actress to get this point across. I thought that was so funny. Right. Yeah. It it broke the ice. It got you kind of out of sobbing into laughing again. And it's true. She could never say that. Like she looked beautiful, but still, even, even she probably has those days where she feels like she's not. So yes, absolutely. I saw an inner again, sometimes you have to be careful when you watch these compilation videos or things like that. But I saw again, don't know what the interview was. Don't know the context, but it said something about like, do you feel sexy? She's like, not when I'm being me. And I was like, oh, I was like, Margo. I was like, you're beautiful and sexy always. <laughs> We're acting like we know her. You're yeah. <laughs> Margo, come be our bestie. <laughs> okay, so this is where we get into America Ferrera's speech, which iconic. If you have not seen the movie and you don't care if you go see it, just Google that and listen to it. Oh, I got chills again. It hits everything for a woman. It, it again, I don't know the entire speech. I'm not going to sit here and recite it, but she literally says things like how you can't do this, but you can do this. And then you're too much if you're like this, or you're too loud if you're like this, you're too quiet, you're this. Like, it's like there's never 
you can never just be, it's never enough. And it's just, I think every woman who's seen that could feel that or could relate to a part of it. Like, yeah, no, it hit hard. I loved it. It was so good. And I loved how she kept repeating it over and over to every girl. And that's how it broke them out of the spell. Yeah. I thought that was so smart. Cause it's like, we have to keep repeating that stuff to ourselves. It's like an affirmation that you need to like, before you start believing it. Yes, absolutely. It. Oh my God. I love that you just applied it there being like how it is, how we talk to ourselves. It is like affirmations and it is like what your friend would say to you to snap you out of your funk or whatever's going on. So, Ooh, yes, Amy Burns. I love that. Okay. So of course, like life, most of the time when you're going through it, you're feeling the things you're lost. You don't know what's up. Once you, again, you don't always have to come together with a group of people. You can do this any way that suits you. I think there is power in community and I think it is important to have people you can lean on or at least one person or even just like your dog or just someone you can have that's in your corner that you can lean on. So the Barbies come together, they snap the hypnotized submissive Barbies out of that and they all gather together and they come up with a plan. They're like, all right, we got to take back over. This is not it because the Kens, they wanted to enshrine male superiority into Barbie Land's constitution. So we can't have that, can we? Mm -mm. <laughs> we already know all about that, don't we? <laughs> so the Barbies get together, they regain their power, and what they do is they just trick the Kens into fighting each other. Oh my God, I just thought of the song that they that all That was my singing. favorite part. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Oh my God, <laughs> tell me more. Because you think like, because Ken's singing it, well, like the main, like Ryan Goss and Ken, and then all of a sudden they're all <laughs> singing it to their girls, like, uh, it's in just the campfire kind of, circle. Yes. <laughs> uh, like, Ooh, I'm gonna, she's gonna love this. Um, and the song they chose, I wanna push <laughs> you around. Well, well. <laughs> I, will, I, will. I love when they do stuff like that. Like they brought Matchbox 20 into it. And it, right? I, it was my favorite. I was like, kissing my pants laughing I loved it it was so funny because like the song choice one you know what else I think is hilarious I, I feel old saying this but these little youngins don't know that's a real song they think yeah. that it's made up yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like no that was like song. a hit that was a chart yeah. topper <laughs> I loved it me too I feel like everyone sang that song and then the girls like start leaving and they're like looking like huh? what the hell where are you going? Like, songs, like, and they're doing it all day and all night singing the same song. I loved it. Yes. They're like, I'm serenading you right now. Excuse me? <laughs> so, yes, basically, the Barbies, they convince the Kens to fight each other. Again, kind of bringing it back to, like, that typical masculinity thing where it's like, all right, well, let's use our fists. And they did it like Barbie was giving attention to a different Ken. So then it was like, that's how the battle kind of ensued, right? Because it was like, let me look at this Ken and then you'll get jealous and then you'll all fight. <laughs> long story long, the Barbies regain power. They are now experienced in systemic oppression and they make sure that Overall, there's better treatment of the Kens and the outcasts, which I really liked because regardless of all the patriarchy stuff, like, and I love Barbie, but if that is your quote unquote boyfriend, she didn't give him the time of day. And I really liked that not only did Ken own his shit and apologize to her for all of the things, but she also owned hers and apologized to him and was like, let's find our own individual identities because he's like, I'm nothing without you. And like, I think that's a, something everyone needs to hear. Like you are not 
your partner, you are not your friend, you are not anybody but yourself and finding who you are without external influence is so important. And it's so important not to lose yourself for someone else. It's just, that's the tea. You should have that on a, on something on repeat for people to hear. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Okay, everyone. Repeat, repeat. Rewind this episode. Listen to it again. (laughs) I love that. As the movie is coming to a close, (laughs) Barbie becomes a real person. And I thought the ending was so friggin' funny when you think like she's so everyone listening, she becomes a human. She's in the real world. And like, I keep calling the actress by a real name, Gloria America. I'll call her America because I just feel like everyone knows who that is. They take Barbie in under their wing. So it shows like her, her husband, the daughter, Sasha, and they're dropping Barbie off somewhere in the real world. And the way they're talking to her, you think she's going for a job interview because they're like, good luck, you can do it. Like all these things. (laughs) And then she goes into the place and she's like, she says her name, Barbara Handler. She's there for a gyno appointment. I thought that was so freaking funny. Was, um, was America... Was that her real husband? You are in my brain. I was literally just about to say that. It was her real husband. I didn't know if that was fake too, that I just made that up. No, girl. I love that. I thought that was so funny too. But yeah, they did it so well. I love that they ended it on like a hilarious, but such a real note. (laughs) Like, Was she wearing Birkenstocks? She was, I think. Yeah. Pink ones though. She traded in those heels. (laughs) I loved it. I want to watch it again and again. I know, right? I can't wait to watch it again. I'm like, even though like, I love that it's still in the theater. I'm like, okay, I need to be able to watch it now from the comfort of my home. So as we kind of touched on before in this movie, they do pay homage to Ruth Handler. So that's the Mattel co-founder, the creator of Barbie, Rhea Perlman. Again, I hope that's how you say her first name, but she plays her. I love her. I always and forever will think of her from Matilda. And of course I was obsessed with Mindy Project, but I even watching that, I still kept thinking of her and Matilda. She was married to Danny DeVito. That makes right. sense. Oh, so good. And like her, just her with the blonde hair. It's so, it's interesting because in Matilda, like that was what, it was in the nineties, but in my brain, I'm like, that wasn't that long ago, but it was. <laughs> but she seemed so young to me. And I don't know why, maybe it was the blonde hair, the outfits, but she seemed young and tall. But then I keep remembering like, honey, Danny DeVito is very short. So of course she looks tall because in everything else I've seen her in, not in a bad way, she looks older and very small, very short. But she had heels on too, I feel like in that too. She did in Matilda, yes. And definitely her character was meant to be more like that. But it's just so funny how someone can go from one, like I I don't look at her at all when I see her now. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just such a change. Yeah. She's like a whole different person. Yes. Yeah. So anyone who loves that movie, Matilda, I'm sure you will enjoy that she is in this movie too. And I thought it was just funny when I did the link with the Mindy project. I'm like, I wonder if that's why she got cast because like she already had a relationship with the director. Not for that reason. Of course, she's iconic, but curious if like that was any thought process in it. We'll do a recap of Matilda next week. Oh my God. I would love that. We'll do our pop culture moments. (laughs) I wanted to say a couple quotes I found that were kind of, they stood out, obviously, that you guys ever think about dying. That's hilarious. And this one I thought was so funny. This is a Ken quote. When I found out the patriarchy isn't about horses, I lost interest anyway. (laughs) I 
loved all the horse stuff everywhere too. Like, right? All the horse stuff, all the decorations, the book even on horses. <laughs> this one I really loved. It was humans only have one ending. Ideas live forever. So that was a Ruth Handler quote from the movie. Loved that. And then of course, loved the you're beautiful. I know loved that so so much. Okay, so this is an article from BuzzFeed. It is just a bunch of Easter eggs. Some of the stuff we've already touched on, but I thought it'd be fun just to kind of look at a few more. So the OG Barbie that we see with the striped bathing suit, that is the original from 1959, which is iconic. I didn't realize this, but it shows when Barbie drives through Barbie land, you can see the movie theaters playing Wizard of Oz. It does show the poster there. If you're watching on YouTube, I keep showing my phone just to let you know. So apparently the director said that Wizard of Oz was one of the many classic soundstage musicals that influenced Barbie, which makes sense. You know, the, the, the color and all that kind of stuff, the fantasy. And of course they did a pink road rather than like a yellow brick road to show the way out. So I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. Oh, cute. I didn't even notice this. You can see there's a rainbow over Barbie land, which is maybe a reference to somewhere over the rainbow song. That's cute. Oh my God. I didn't even realize this either. This is a lot about the Wizard of Oz, all these little things I'm reading while traveling back and forth between Barbie land, like we mentioned in the real world, the scene with the tandem bicycles is through a field of flowers and it's really similar to the poppies in Wizard of Oz. Wow. I didn't know that. Cool. Me neither. I was just like, this is fun and colorful. <laughs> okay, this is cool. This is when Barbie meets Ruth Handler at the Mattel headquarters and they have tea together. We didn't really touch on that, but that happens too. And we loved it. There's the creation of Adam by Michelangelo, the painting. And I guess like, this is one of Margot Robbie's favorite Easter eggs. I don't, it says there's the hands touching is meant to mirror that. So I, th I think Barbie and Ruth's hands touch. I can't remember that, but I'm assuming that's what they're meaning. So maybe it's meant to resemble that painting. Who knows? These may be just someone's opinion too. This is the one with the Bratz dolls. It shows them there. I'm showing a picture so you can kind of see the resemblance. One of the Bratz dolls named Chloe. Yes, the blonde one was Chloe. Yeah, yeah I, I remember when I was looking, I think one is Yasmin and I yeah. don't remember the other one. Here's another one. Oh, here it is. Yes, me and Chloe, Jade, and Sasha. Jade, yes. Yes. This Easter egg, Amy let us know about. America Ferrer's real life husband plays her on-screen husband. His name is Ryan Pierce Williams. Oh, I didn't know this either. When Ken sings I'm Just Ken during the War of the Kens and it turns into an iconic dance number, the set and costumes are similar to the dream ballet in Singing in the Rain from 1952. Wow. I know. We're learning a lot right now. There's a lot of these, so I don't think I'm going to read them all, but I just wanted to read a few. This one talks about the costume designer, Anne Roth, nominated for five Academy Awards for Best Costume Design. That's amazing. She's won two Oscars. Wow. You go, girl. Is there a picture when she was young? Uh, not right here, but we should look for one. Oh, so this is a good Easter egg. <laughs> so it says... When Weird Barbie offers Barbie a chance to learn about the real world, the scene is similar to when Neo is offered the choice between the red pill and the blue pill in the Matrix. It's oh, so I love true. That. Right? Oh, this one's cool. I like this one. It says, in Barbie's car, if you look closely, 
you can see that the odometer reads 030959, which is March 9th, 1959, aka when the first Barbie toy launched. Okay, they had a lot of detail in there. Okay, so those weren't all of the Easter eggs, but they were just a couple. If you're curious, just Google Barbie Easter eggs. I'm sure there's many, many more. And if you have any cool fun facts or anything, let me know. Send me a message or comment on this Barbie post on Instagram. We want to know all the things. So I have to ask, of course, you already told us your favorite part. Were there any other parts that stuck out or was that your favorite favorite? That was like my favorite that I that I was obsessed with. I just loved the whole movie. And then like that that outfit, the cowboy one was my favorite. I need to watch it again. And like, I feel like when I watch it again, I'll be like, oh, my God. Yes, I love this this part. Yes. Oh, me too. It's so hard like to remember it all. Like, I'm glad I made these notes because like I was like, you forget the way you were explaining it i was like right like you were <laughs> good i'm just like just that part like where ryan was singing and i i love matchbox 20 anyways and like when he was i was just like i love this right i feel the same way and it just as soon as he started singing it i died i was like no he's not singing that song like they couldn't have picked a better song <laughs> okay for this like the part in the movie i loved it right do you have a least favorite part uh i don't think so i don't either i was like trying to think and i was like nope everything worked there was nothing yeah there was nothing that i would take out i feel like it all was it all fit yeah it made sense it all had to go together and i don't feel like i feel like like i they paid so much attention to detail like i feel like barbie was such a huge part of i know both of our lives growing up and i just feel like there's so many eras of audiences that will put it to the test to be like, yes, this was awesome or no, it was like, I would say if I didn't think this was iconic and I thought they, they did a bad job, I would be like, eh, could have been better, but they, they nailed it in my opinion. I heard some people didn't like it at all. And I'm like, I don't know how, because I think they thought it was going to be more for kids and like, oh, I, I remember when I was in the theater, there was a bunch of kids there and like some of them left, but I love, I don't know. I loved it. I love that it was not that kids can't watch it, but I love that it wasn't directed towards that. I, and I think I would want my child to watch it because I think it really has a good message for little, and it's not just for little girls, but I'm a woman. So I'm going to speak on that behalf because that's what I can relate to. But I love that it didn't push the same things that the typical Hollywood would have pushed. Like, like we said earlier about get the guy, change yourself to please a man, like fuck that i love that it wanted you to find your own individual identity and your life doesn't revolve around your ken like you can do anything you want to do and i just thought it was so real how it didn't just show everything perfect she fell apart we all fall apart and i think it's important to know that's not something to be ashamed about that's something to own and you can make your pain your power like i love that make your pain yeah. yes right and if you can transform like your pain into beauty, I think that's so incredible as well. Like there's so many ways we can take some of the maybe more challenging things in our lives and use them for something, whether it's just for yourself and it's your own growth and you keep that for you, or maybe you share that story with someone like we do so often on this podcast, or maybe you are a creative and you take that and make it into a song and get your emotions out. So true. It's so true. 
what Barbies do you remember from real life? Like, do you have favorites? I mean, we and you talk about this all the time. Yeah, me and Kaylee send each other Barbies. One of my favorites was the, the gold mermaid Barbie, the blonde. She was, mermaid. yes. You had the midge of that one? I had the midge of that one, yes. I had the blonde and the gold tail. And I remember getting that for Christmas and I was on cloud nine. She was one of my favorites. Right? It was the long hair. I just was obsessed. It was, they were so pretty and magical. And I loved, loved, loved. I always loved the little accessories that they came with. So I had one blooming Barbie or flower Barbie. She had a big Mm -hmm. flower, flowers all over her dress. And it came came with a little tiny fairy with like, (gasps) Um, sparkles in it oh my and god was, that's what that fa- like if, if they had accessories I was here for oh, it those little accessories but those two are always ones that just like when stand I stand out Barbie, yeah I think of them the most and do you remember I just had a flash to this when you were saying accessories every Barbie came with a hairbrush no matter what that little plastic brush <laughs> your hair would get so tangled. oh right I feel like for me, I have, I so, I hate having to pick favorites of anything because I love all of the things, but I'm trying to think like, I loved my mermaid Barbie. I had a lot of the hair. I had Hollywood hair Barbie. I had like the glitter hair Barbie. I had a lot of them with like long hair that you could do fun stuff to. So I loved those ones. And I I loved teacher Barbie. I think you had her too, didn't you? I loved that one. Yes, I forgot about her. She she came with the little- Yes, the chalkboard, it made noises, didn't it? Like, yeah, didn't it? it did. yeah. yeah. And it had the little kids with the desks. Like, she was a cool Barbie for sure. What else was there? And I had the shaving Ken. I laughed so hard when I saw that pop up because, like, the beard never really went away. Like, it was one of those things you put water on it. It was either, I don't know, the temperature, and that would make his beard go away. But he was always rocking the beard. <laughs> Love it. I had them. Um... I, I remember I was showing you that I had the Pizza Hut Barbie, of course. Yes. And like you would make we her We want pizza. P I C A. Oh, that doesn't count. I was going to say, I love my Mary-Kate and Ashley Barbies, but they weren't Barbie brand. But you know what? I was going to bring that up too, because I also, I think I had an Ashley doll, but I had the Spice Girl, not all of them, but I had Emma and Ginger. And the, um, I had an S Club 7 doll. I had Hannah. Like, Yeah. <laughs> was the Spice Girls were they I had them I had them all I wish I still had them right why didn't we keep all like I think I did keep them but like I wish I had all five (laughs) I wish were they Barbie brand I don't think they were Barbie brand maybe they were but I I feel like they weren't who knows I feel like it wasn't either I think they were their own little yeah Brandy Barbie remember the singer Brandy yes I love Brandy the boy is love her oh my god all the bar i feel like i'm like okay i need to get a trip back home and go look in my mom's basement for my barbies (laughs) because i know they're there the only barbie i have left is like the one i couldn't take out of the box the christmas one i had her too with the big like i still have that one down oh you know what i regret that how we didn't keep a lot of our toys like our doodle bears i know our doodle bears yeah what is this brand no it was just their own brand yeah because i remember the boxes it had like their eyes on the top and then it had like it was all spice themed like i know 
it's weird. My memory is very like, I'll say selective, but I feel like certain things are locked in, but then other things I'm like, why did I come in this room? Anyways, put in the comments, what was your favorite Barbie? Which Barbies do you remember? Cause we love the nostalgia. Or if you find any like videos or reels, send them to me cause I will enjoy them. <laughs> Back and forth all day, just send each other Barbies and- Right? Okay, I had one final question. If you could make a Barbie, who would she be? And what would she look like? That's so if, hard. Of course, we would make our own Barbies, of course. So you can either say what you would be as a Barbie or what you would make for a dream Barbie or both. I don't know. Okay, if I had a Barbie, like say it was me, I would want to have like a little puppy dog with it. <gasps> yes, I feel like she needs a microphone too for singing. Oh, yes, mine would have a microphone. And a closet with lots of clothes because you're also a fashionista, fashionista Barbie. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what else I would have. And I don't know what she would look like. Long, long, long brown hair. Yes, she'd look like you, exactly like you. I feel like my Barbie would be, there'd be sparkles for sure. Benson, he would have to be there. You could have your you little just, head. Yeah, oh my God, podcast Barbie, there it is. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> podcast Penny. Oh, podcast Penny. That'll be a new character that comes out for Barbie. <laughs> so yeah, let us know what would you see in a potential Barbie? I feel like I love also that a lot of the cast got their own Barbie. I would that I wish I was in that movie. I want my own Barbie. Me too. And I wonder did they get to keep anything? Like I would want to keep a bunch from the set. <sighs> oh my god, the outfits. Oh my god. I feel like they probably did. Maybe on the down low they took some stuff. Maybe would i would even want to take something from like the barbie house right oh I, that's probably an article somewhere too let us know did they take anything listeners <laughs> you're gonna do our research now <laughs> all right well that was our barbie girl episode i had so much fun talking about this with you amy this is like something her and i just love so much so thank you for coming on and talking all things barbie Thanks for having me let's uh next time i'm on we'll do Polly pocket Oh my God. Okay. Like seriously, I want to do a pop culture break every month. So I'm down. We can talk about all the things and listeners. If you have things you want to hear pop culture related, send me a message, comment on this post, whatever you want to see. I'm down. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much listeners for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed this Barbie girl episode. Again, I'm sure there was stuff that was missed or wasn't perfect, but we were just having fun. We wanted to talk about it, touch on the cool things that were important, what we loved and just have a good time. Cause that's what we're about all up in here. So I want to wish all the Barbies and all the Kens a beautiful day, night, evening, whatever time you're listening to this love and light as always. And let's keep it extra sparkly. Oh, oh, oh.